Now, when you implement a financial plan, it not necessarily be a product. It can also be taking certain action in your life to make yourself better. Hi everyone, get ready to listen to Your Money, Your Life. This is a show that talks about money and life and how we can have a better relationship with money so that we become more confident with managing our money and use it to improve our life. I'm your host, Kevin Neal. I'm a CFP professional who have a strong passion in personal finance. If you want to gain more control over your money and use it to improve your overall well-being, to live the life that you want, you have come to the right place. Let's dive in into today's episode now. In this episode, we will look at the state of financial planning in Malaysia, as well as some tips for us to navigate an unprecedented year. I'm joined by Ms. Lynette Lee, CEO of Financial Planning Association Malaysia, or we commonly call it as FPAM. FPAM is Malaysia's leading association for financial planning with the goal of equipping individuals with applicable skills and knowledge on financial management. FPAM is a non-profit organization with a vision and mission to establish the CFP mark as a global mark as the leading symbol of excellence for personal financial planning. In addition to this, FPAM also grooms its member to be a better financial professional. Last but not least, FPAM also strives to promote financial literacy across the breadth of the population of Malaysian so that we all can be smarter when we make our financial decision. So let us, uh, let us together welcome Lynette to our show today. Hi, Lynette. Welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, Kevin. Thank you, for the, thank you for the opportunity to do some sharing to, for the benefit of uh, your listeners. It's our pleasure to host you here. I know that you have had a very busy schedule since the many past weeks. Uh, in fact, last month, uh, even in Malaysia here, we celebrated World Financial Planning Day on the 7th of October. And this day was celebrated globally and also an annual event. It is hosted by Financial Planning Standard Board, or rather we call it as FPSB, supported by FPAM here in Malaysia. And closer to home here, it was also our financial literacy month uh, last month. So I guess you would be you have been pretty busy lately. Oh yes, uh, the financial literacy month is uh, uh, is actually organized by our financial education network, which is uh, hosted co-hosted by uh, Bank Negara and Securities Commission. I see. So with all these uh, initiatives and activities in place, I suppose our aim is to help Malaysians to equip ourselves with a better and stronger financial knowledge so that we can uh, make a better decision when it comes to our personal finance. And uh, I understand that FPAM has also conducted a consumer financial planning awareness survey last year and it got published in early this year. I think this survey has revealed some key findings that are interestingly insightful. In fact, I was thrilled to know that majority of respondents, they actually consider themselves knowledgeable about financial matters and were confident that they would achieve their goals. However, I think this demonstrates a strong confidence could also be based on some bias because uh, compared to similar kind of survey that was done in other country 
perhaps some are more developed than our country, consumers there seem to have lesser confidence and they would generally consider themselves uh, less knowledgeable when it comes to uh, personal finance. So uh, what is your view on this, Lynette? Good, good question, uh, Kevin. Um, I, to me, financial literacy covers different levels of society, from the poverty to the medium income group, the mass affluence, as well as the high net worth. If you look at OECD INFI financial literacy programs, they are already focused on the lower income group and doing a good job. Um, lower income group needs a change in mindset and to learn uh, good money management. The mass affluent and high net worth will be more focused on wealth managers, which is uh, predominantly covered by the banks. However, the medium income group, which makes the biggest group in developing and developed countries, are the ones who benefit most from financial planning. Um, in this particular survey, um, the, if I look at the demography, they are the younger group of people. And perhaps being younger, and some of them would have already uh, had the benefit of learning basic financial uh, management. And this could make up for the respondent of being more confident with their personal finances. And because this was done last year, um, I'm not surprised at the outcome. However, if we were to ask the same group of people the same question this year, well, it may turn out different because no one was ever prepared for this pandemic. So, that uh, I mean, to you. None, none of us would have predicted that we would be spending most of the year in 2020 at home, right? Yes, working from home, um, uh, having to adapt to new normal, learning how to coexist with family members more when we are working from home. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Life's like so, that. Mm. I, I think you are very right when you say that if we were to ask the same question to the same group of people this year, perhaps the perception and attitude towards our own feeling and confidence might have uh, been quite different given the circumstances that is rather challenging and very unique that we are facing for the first time this year. Um, so assuming that uh, most of us would be struggling to make end meets or we are dealing with different different kind of challenges now that is brought over by the global pandemic and having to deal with rising cost of living at the same time uh, and some of them actually might have to be quite stressed or worried about their financial situation what are the things that you would suggest people to uh, emphasize or to do first well uh, three things um, most important, um, especially when you want to look at uh, personal finances. And I'm just talking in general first, and then I'll drill down to during this pandemic uh, situation. The three most important thing is to have a right mindset, a strong determination to want good personal finance management for yourself, and last but not least, lorry loads of discipline. And of course, a little help from a licensed financial planner would definitely go a long way. And if you look at the current situation, there's one more area which I think will need a lot of help in. And we're talking about mental and emotional health. Because uh, being cooped up in the, office, uh, in the house for a prolonged time 
and doing everything from working to living and hardly going out, um, it has put a strain on many of us. So um, this is where I think apps, because you can't go out as you like, and even if you do, there are people who are very mindful and careful about uh, going out. Um, there are apps like Naluri Hidok by Asran uh, that would really help people because um, it will be able to advise you on how to manage your health yourself. Uh, then for those uh, who are not so familiar or do not want to subscribe to Naluri, uh, there's still the Befrienders. The Befrienders have always been time immemorial and they're very good in helping you to manage your emotions, especially uh, at the current situation. Mm. And apart from uh, the two organizations that you have mentioned, there's actually another one, uh, it's called BGF. Oh, okay. That's very good. They have yeah. a team of people who are trained consultant and also consultant by profession mm. uh, and counsellor who mm. will be uh, standing by at the phone and then when people who need help or have a lot of things on their, on their mind, they need someone to listen to them, they can call the hotline and then there will be people who on the other side, qualified people who will give, uh, who will uh, play the role of a listener and also to provide certain guidance when it, had, when it can. Yes, and I think we should also throw in, uh, whilst we're at it, the Women's Aid Organization, mm. whereby they help uh, women who are being abused. Uh, their, their contact is uh, uh, online, uh, on the website. Mm. And if anyone knows anybody who's being abused, either children or spouse, uh, please uh, do your neighbour a good favour and contact uh, uh, WAO Women's Organization. It's very amazing the things they they do. They provide shelter to women. They also take care of the children who has to follow the mother in the event of that that the mother has to be uh, taken away from the home so that can stop the domestic abusing uh, relationship. Yes. So I think this is one area which um, during good times is not so much highlighted but at this point in time um, yeah it becomes very important because in a way it also affects our financial situation couldn't agree more to that uh, whatever we feel whatever we do indirectly it will definitely be linked to our money situation and at the same time i think how we manage our money also will have an indirect impact on our mental health, our happiness, and our overall well-being. So I would say that these all things are actually interlinked and they have an influence among the how, how we do in different, different areas. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. So from this survey, Lynette, we also noted that a uh, majority of respondents, they were aware of the profession called licensed financial planner that exist and they have indicated that they would consider working with a licensed financial planner. Can you uh, share with us what are the benefits of working with a licensed financial planner and how this will help Malaysians in pursuing their life goals or to get over their financial challenges that they are dealing with? All right. Um, I'd like to go back and I refer back to my earlier answer saying that having a financial, a little help from a financial planner would go a long way. Um, let me expand uh, what 
a financial planner does here so that uh, you will, uh, people will have a better understanding. It is common for a lot of people to think that financial planners behave like a type agent. When I say type agent, it means either an insurance agent or a unit trust agent. However, those people are more product specialists and their area of specialty is knowing a, a lot about their product and perhaps recommending products uh, to, to you as a, as a member of the public. But what a licensed financial planner does is quite different. Before they even talk to you about any financial product, the first thing that they do is they will understand you. They will help you to also understand yourself and help you to crystallize your thoughts so that you would know what you want in life, what are the priorities that you have, and you cannot have 10 priorities and start chasing all 10 because it's virtually impossible. Yeah, I mean, resources, resources are limited. To highlight which top three. Yes. And also, basing on what you want and the timeline that you have, they will also look at what you have and how can this help you to achieve the goals that you want. If the goals that you want are not realistic, then they will help you to relook at it so that you can plan better. In fact, um, just coming back a little bit to the World Financial Planning Day, the theme for it this year uh, is actually aligned with the current pandemic situation. Uh, it is live your today and plan your tomorrow. And this is so true because what your financial planner does is to teach you or to share, you, to work with you on how you can live well today. And then also to help you to plan what you want in the future at the different timeline that you have. Only when they've done all that and they've looked at your, your, your personal situation, which differs from other people, then only they will, they will then start making recommendations. Now, if you look at these recommendations, you can say whether you are comfortable or not. And this is where the discussion will also be on that and you're happy with the plan. They're here to hold your hand and walk you through the implementation. Now, when you implement a financial plan, it not necessarily be a product. It can also be taking certain action in your life to make yourself better. For example, recently I spoke to a financial planner and one of the things that the client was short on was having proper protection in place. However, the client was overweight and what the planner did was first and foremost set out a diet plan and an exercise plan and the, and the client said, wow, I thought you were just handling my finances. I did not realize that you would even be helping me to get better and healthier and creating this awareness. So there you go. A financial planner is somebody who not only plan your finances, but will also look at your numbers in relation to your life situation. Um, they, play, they put on many hats and play many roles. So for the fees that you pay for financial planner and if they can do this for you, wouldn't you think that it's worth every cent that you pay? Back to you, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much for pointing out that uh, as a financial planner, especially those who practice uh, what we call holistic financial planning or financial life planning, 
there is a very uh, heavy emphasis that the financial planner will place on will be will be start to get to know the customer first, the client first. I mean, without understanding who the client is, uh, it doesn't make sense to do any uh, implementation, to buy any product, to do anything because eventually the financial plan is tailor-made for the client, for the person. Therefore, it only makes sense if we start to understand uh, who is this person, what are things that are important to this person, and is there any area in life that is not money-related but the person may want to have some intention to improve, to do better, because like I said just now, everything is actually interlinked. Okay, so uh, in relation to that, I think one of the difficulty for consumer, now, now that most of the respondent in the survey indicated their willingness to work with a financial planner. However, I think one of the challenges for consumer to reach out to the right financial planner is that uh, they may not know how do they tell whether a financial planner is a good fit or right fit to work with them or how a financial planner can bring value to them. And in the process, the client also has to feel safe. So uh, is there some tips for consumer that you, that, uh, you can share with us yes. when they are thinking um, about working with a financial planner per se? For many people who have worked with a financial planner, um, to them, it's a lifelong relationship. It, those days when I used to hold a license and I used to serve my client, I always tell them, we are here for the rest of your life, either yours or mine, whoever lives longer. <laughs> so um, one of the things you need to do before you, you engage uh, a financial planner is to talk to at least two or three financial planners. And when you talk to them, why? Because number one is you want to be able to understand whether they have a the competency. The second thing is also whether they are on the same wavelength as you because sometimes you have a super competent financial planner. However, um, the, 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 there is the, the, the intangible part of the way they work and the way you want them to work with you may differ. And if that be the case, then it doesn't make sense to engage that financial planner. And look again. And the question is, where do I find financial planners, real ones, the ones who are licensed? Well, there are two places you can search. One is you go to Securities Commission and then you look for uh, registered, uh, um, registered financial, uh, I think they, they call them registered representatives. So from there, you, you type in financial planning and then they will give you a list of financial planners. The other easier way to look for a financial planner would be then to go to this website uh, which is called smartfinance.my. Over there, there is a list of financial planners. Those financial planners, you are able to see their profile, you are able to see their speciality, they even list the language which they speak as well as you can even chat with them. So talk to two or three of them first before you, you, you decide. By the way, the website uh, requires registration to ensure that uh, it's a human being that's, that's coming in uh, to safeguard all the users of smart finance. And the website is actually funded by Capital Market Development Fund. The information that you see in there is um, contributed by 
either Bank Megara, AKPK, PPA. So it's reliable uh, video content for learning. So that will be a, another place for you to start. You can see the picture, see what they look like. You can read about them and then you can decide, okay, I want to speak to the person and you can check with them on the website itself. So that gives you um, a bit more um, uh, a bit more information about who you're going to be talking to. Yeah, this website even will tell you if you are looking for a financial planner who is uh, who can communicate in Hokkien, for example, you will be yes. able to find out who does that. Yes. And for those uh, who are looking for an Islamic financial planner, you can see because those would have a credential, the IFP or the Shara RFP. So yeah, there's a lot, a wealth of information in there. So, and if you want to be prepared before you talk to a financial planner, there's some calculators for you to, to work out some numbers for yourself so that you understand yourself better before you speak to the financial planner. Hmm. And and uh, visitor can also uh, from the website itself uh, send messages and discuss with the financial planner through the website itself without having yes. the need to uh, meet face to face. I mean, we are now we are advised to stay at home most of the time. So you can do all these things, take care of your personal financial health, even from your uh, living room, from your study room, wherever you feel comfortable. Yes, and the best part. This website is free. You just need to register only. Made possible by CMDF, spearheaded by FM. I will place the link of this website and the organization that we have mentioned just now earlier into the show note later as well. Do check it out later. And then uh, speaking of... Uh, the tips of working with a financial planner. I think you pointed out one thing very uh, important is that we have to ensure that there is a right fit between uh, the planner and the client. Uh, it's not just about focusing on competency. Sometimes uh, a person can be very competent, but if the person may lack of uh, empathy or lack of uh, proper or quality communication between the planner and the client, then it might not be easy for the client to feel safe to implement or to take action. And at the end of the day, it may actually uh, jeopardize the whole uh, outcome from the whole relationship as well. Yeah. And just to add on to what you said also, sometimes um, people want to look for people who are similar. For example, um, there was one time I asked a, a prospect why he chose to work with me and not with the person who recommended uh, me because I said that is your that person looks after your investment uh, she's also qualified to be a financial planner uh, she's a qualified financial planner and the reason he gave was because this yes she, she looks after my investment well but the thing is because I'm talking about my life I wanted someone who's gone through uh, have got children uh, has gone through life, you know, a little bit more life experience uh, so that I have the comfort of speaking to the person. So this is what I meant when we say a good match. Right, Kevin? Yes, yes, exactly. This is what I usually tell a prospective client. Before I get to understand you, I don't think I have earned any right to talk to you about your money. <laughs> yes. Because uh, money at the end of the day is just numbers and numbers 
represent different different meaning to different person. Uh, yesterday I just asked someone if I, you are given ten thousand income, is that a lot? Then this person said to me it's not a lot, but to another person who is uh, very desperate for income, maybe this is a very good income. So that's what I meant. Uh, money at the end of the day is just numbers, and it is the person who give the meaning to this number, and that person is the client, is you yourself. That's why it's very important for a financial planner to be able to connect with the client. Otherwise, there will be a lack of synergy over there. Correct. Okay. That's also a saying or rather a perception that most people may have is that I should only consider working with a financial planner or start doing financial planning when I am rich. What is your view about this kind of belief? Well, um, remember earlier I said that there are different levels of society. So there yes. are different people who have different needs. Yeah. So uh, let's start with the people who are poor or from the lower income group. This group of people, what they need most, as I said, mindset change as well as good money management. So these are the basic uh, skills that they need in their personal finances. Now, for those people, this is a general, I'm not saying that those are, there are those who are, come from lower income group who are not money smart. There are, but I'm saying in general. And for those who are in the medium income group, these are the group that actually will benefit from financial planning. Why? Because they earn money, but they don't earn that much that they can be comfortable spending whatever they want. They have to manage their finances very carefully. And if they manage their finances well, then they can move up to the next uh, stage, which is your mass affluent. Now, when we talk about the mass affluent and we talk about the high net worth people, now people who are mass affluent and high net worth, chances are they have managed their finances well. Either they have a financial planner or they themselves are very good at managing their finances. Now, this group of people, um, most probably and very commonly, what they would need is wealth management. And if you talk about wealth management, you'll find that a lot of banks uh, in general are the ones that's looking after the wealth management of this group of people. However, having said that, you will also see people who grow with their clients. I know quite a few financial planners who start with clients who are from the medium income group. And as they move up, uh, as the client get, gets better, um, they also grow with their clients. And eventually, they have their own uh, high net worth clients because these were clients, they help them to work themselves up to a high net worth uh, situation. So, yeah, why not work with a financial planner and let the financial planner help you to, in moving up in your personal finances? Mm, I mean, different kind of people, we are in a different circumstances and therefore we have different, different kind of need. And that's why it's important for consumer to identify and work with a licensed financial planner because uh, this will ensure you are being pre prescribed the right solution or the right action for your situation that is unique. Uh, I guess it is also not over-exaggerating to say that uh, one of the bright sides for our 2020, year 2020 where we face a global pandemic is that uh, people have adapted and changed uh, how we do things, how we live our life. And 
one of the plus side is that I observed that digital medium has taken a much bigger role in our daily life now. And most people currently are working from home, managing their investment from home. You can even open investment account uh, on your couch nowadays, making financial decisions from their couch, etc. One of the plus side is that uh, we get to have abundance of information and contents that are related to personal finance provided by people who have a strong passion in on this subject matter, such as a financial blogger, YouTuber. They also, uh, we are also not lack of uh, those uh, gurus who offer courses and whatnot. I think this can be a positive development as well as uh, because through their sharing, people were able to learn practical steps that another Malaysian has tried and worked out for themselves and use that as a, as a uh, model for success. Uh, however, I would like just like to tap into your brain, like uh, what do you think about this development? Okay, uh, thank you, Kevin. Working from home um, is a, it's a plus, uh, it's a, there are pros and cons. Um, first and foremost, for you to work from home, you really need to have a lot of discipline. And I'm speaking from experience because uh, before I joined FM, I started life in this industry as a unit trust consultant. And when you're working from home, there's no one to uh, deter, clock in. There's no one to see whether you clock in and all that. So uh, while your boss can tell you that you're working from home, you must be true to yourself and really sit down and do your work when it's time to work. So that's one area. Second area, uh, working from home may not be suitable for everyone. It's only suitable for those with worse proper work area and they have minimal disruption as well as distraction. Uh, they must also have their own uh, equipment, laptops, double screens, um, a good stable internet. You know, These are very important because uh, there are people who choose to work from home, uh, from the office, uh, especially those who have young children, um, you have six children and a, and, a, and a spouse and a maid and there's no quietness in a house, how are you going to work from home? You have no peace of mind. Um, mm. I still remember I was, uh, you know, uh, doing a webinar meeting with someone and suddenly I heard him say, can you please excuse me for a while? And then after that, he went to the back and he had a big disagreement with, the, I think, his spouse. And then he came back and he said, so sorry about that. So you, you see, this, this is, <laughs> under such circumstances, I think it's better to be at work than to be at home. And, yeah, and, and yes, uh, whilst uh, it's good that you have a lot of information online now, and you have a lot of YouTuber, but one must also be a bit more discerning because uh, there are people who are sharing their experience and how they succeed. However, you need to know whether are you like them because no one size fits all and it's not necessarily what works for that person will work for you. That's one thing. Second thing, you must also be discerning whether the person is genuine or not. Recently, there was someone who, who, who was checking up on a guru of how to make it rich and he was showing off his car and swimming pool and... and and saying how short a time he became rich. But when, when, when this, this other uh, um, person went and checked out on him, they found that he was 
he was not a, really who he projected himself to be. He claimed that he never went to a, a, a higher education when there were pictures of him, you know, graduating. So you need to be very discerning. And if you're not sure, um, there are many licensed financial planners who are also bloggers. Uh, people like Kevin here talking to me. Um, you have um, you have Julian Ng from Accru, which I'm sure a lot of you are, uh, are aware of them. You have Marshall, Marshall from Planet. Uh, Ringgit or Ringgit, she's not a licensed financial planner, but uh, Suraya uh, is sharing her experience and she's six opinion. So her website is a little bit different. Um, the other very one very practical that you, money management tips, right? Yes, yes. And she doesn't impose her, her, her what she does on you. She, in fact, she asks you to share your experience. And then, of course, not forgetting uh, uh, BFM, who is our strategic partner for our employee financial uh, wellness uh, workshop. They also have roommates. So in a way, uh, it's good because uh, whilst we have uh, our smart finance to give you basic information, but how those are applied will come from bloggers. Uh, roommate also has the kind where they will share practical tips as well. So. Just, just make sure that you go to a reliable website. And even not sure, uh, if you have someone who is a you know who is a financial planner, please ask the person. Because uh, financial another good thing about financial planners is because they are in this business and they have seen enough, they can in a way be able to tell you whether the person is genuine or not, the blogger is genuine or not. So yeah, please be very careful. And whatever it is, please don't part your money part with your money easily unless you can confirm that the firm is genuine. If it's an investment, check with Securities Commission. If it is something to do with uh, Forex, something to do with um, uh, loans, personal loans, check with Bank Nagara. And by the way, for those of you uh, who is not yet aware, uh, cryptocurrency is now being regulated uh, uh, by Securities Commission. Security and the yeah, Securities Commission. And the one that is doing cryptocurrency is called Luno. Uh, any other company I've not heard of. Uh, perhaps there may be some who is being registered, but my suggestion is always work with a, um, a registered uh, company, one that's licensed by SE or Bank Nagara for that matter. Why? Because in the event that something goes wrong or something don't turn out the way you expect it, you can still seek redress because it's still within the jurisdiction of the Malaysian law. So yeah, please be, uh, be safe. Uh, if you want to take risk, you can. I know there are people who are doing Forex uh, trading as well, but you must remember and be aware that if anything goes wrong, you must be prepared to be able to engage lawyers from the country of origin, because they say that they're registered with the regulators the other side, and you run a court, and if you file a court case, you have to file overseas. If you're prepared to all, do all that, by all means, but bias beware, caveat emptor. Okay? Back to you, Kevin. I mean, I mean uh, it's one good thing is that uh, information is abundant or ava abundantly available, and it's most of the time is available for free until someone offers to. Uh, charge you through a course to learn more or whatnot, but at the same time, uh, consumer themselves should also be very 
uh, aware your defense level should be always high when it comes to before you parting with your money. And then you have to really practice a very high cautious level uh, with regards to who are you taking advice from. Sometimes uh, you can use that certain uh, information as a reference, but you do have to remember that your personal situation will always be unique only to yourself. The things that you want are maybe quite different from the person that you are getting the information from. Therefore, do try to uh, seek out independent and uh, impartial advice whenever you think you, you, you will benefit from it. Uh, and then with the onset of uh, COVID-19 and the series of MCOs that we have been having so far since uh, March this year, uh, we have seen, seen a lot of news about how people finding it difficult or tougher. Some even has to uh, see their rice bowl being taken away. And while others were still left to deal with the reduced income and how to stay afloat. Uh, what are the key messages uh, Lynette, you will have to people who are currently dealing with all these challenges at this very trying time. I think um, if you look at the current, just recently announced budget, there are some more rubies that they are offering to people who have lost a job. Um, I think if you have, uh, in, you have contributed to SOCSO, the first thing you need to do is go to them and ask them. Because if you are not being compensated in any way by your company, because the company has tanked and there is no uh, revenue, we have lost your job, uh, EIS is supposed to be able to offer you a payment for a certain duration of time. So go talk to them. Uh, in the recent budget, they also allow you to take out from your EPF account one 500 ringgit per month uh, for a year, which to help you to tie over. But you must also bear in mind that when you take this money, you're also taking your part of your retirement money. So you must uh, pull your ear and tell yourself that when I'm in a better financial situation, this money will be put back. But if you need to use, you'll be able to survive from day to day. You please make use of all of this that's been given. And whatever that the government gives you in terms of the, the uh, free hunting package, the Bantuan, Sarah, uh, we don't, not just for the retirees, but for Rakyat, uh, and you fall under that category and get the money, be very prudent with the money. I've heard of scary stories where when people were given like 200 ringgit, I think the, la the, the last, the first round, um, some people, actually the whole family is going to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken because mm. they have never had that, that experience before. But actually this money should be carefully saved and used uh, for your needs rather than your wants. So that's a, one thing. Last but not least, um, there are a lot of reskilling uh, um, uh, courses which are complementary, they are free. Um, please do uh, look at what's available and take it up, reskill yourself so that you, you are equipped to start looking for either another job or even a contract or maybe even to do something for yourself. Uh, for example, um, I know someone who lost a job, uh, works as an executive, and what he, uh, he did was he started driving Grab. But when he did drive Grab, uh, he saw an opportunity. So beyond driving Grab, he also do delivery. And beyond delivery, he went on to, because he get to know his passengers, he did tell them, I know you're busy at work and you also stuck in the office. 
furniture at home. If, if you need me to send things for you to go and repair and then go and collect it back, let me know. I will just charge you a fee for that. So it's about being uh, innovative and looking at what is needed at this point in time that you can earn uh, uh, income and income to help you to be able to sustain. Back to you, mm. Kevin. I think uh, it's obvious that uh, to many people that sometimes they may think that when I have more money, all these challenges will go away. But I think the fundamental, the main recipe should always start from having the right mindset. Uh, like what you say, uh, even if you get a free handout now, do remember uh, that things may actually go worse from here. Therefore, don't try to, you, you must learn to keep the money that you receive first because things may actually got worse later. We don't know. Nobody knows that yet. Um, so uh, thank you very much, Lynette, for all the sharing uh, that you have been given us today. I hope uh, we can hear more from FM and from you, definitely. And may we as a country stand firmly on the ground and come out from this health crisis uh, a more united nation and at the same time with a stronger financial foundation as well. Thank you so much. And everyone stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm certain that from what Lynette has shared with us, there are many points that we can take home and be empowered to take positive action. Small action, when added up, it makes a huge improvement. If you find this conversation useful and can benefit your loved one or friends, do share it with them. Besides, if you want to stay in the loop for the future episodes, do subscribe to this show. Until we meet again, take good care and bye.